the Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Is there a ceasefire in place? There have been some uh, skirmishes here and there, some unrest. Well, to unpack this all now with Operation Shield and Arrow. Joining us on the line from Israel, our correspondent, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Always a pleasure to have you on board. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank goodness we are speaking t- to each other in calmer circumstances. Well, certainly last year, last year rather, last week it was bunkers and you were really like hiding and well, taking cover, that kind of thing, rockets all over the place. Operation Shield and Arrow, the weekend updates. Rolene, okay, so a ceasefire was uh, negotiated. Uh, well, yeah, there was a gathering, but now we still seem to have some ominous rumblings here and there. What precisely is the situation right now? Okay, so let's take a look at what happened over the weekend. Right. On Saturday night, a ceasefire went into place at 10 p.m. And we know that before any ceasefire is agreed upon, the uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, or whoever is responsible for firing the rockets, will fire massive volleys. Yesterday, we had one rocket that um, a terror entities in the Gaza Strip say it was a malfunction launch. Of course, uh, we don't believe in malfunctioning launches unless they are set up to specifically launch. But um, in response to that, the IDF hit two Hamas um, outposts in the Strip. So let's take a look at what happened because uh, Thursday night, no sooner than you and I had come off air, uh, we saw a massive uh, barrage of rockets fired towards Tel Aviv, recovered that area. A apartment in Rehovot was struck by a, a rocket and an 80-year-old woman was killed. She was trying to get her disabled husband to the shelter. Now, apparently, the reason that it hit the building was that the Iron Dome uh, was uh, faulty. That has since been corrected. You know, we, we have to understand that the Iron Domes are not 100% Foolproof, but they are mm-hmm. well, well over 90% uh, preventative. Uh, on Friday, we had sirens in Gush Etzion, Beit Shemesh, for the first time during this particular um, conflagration. And then on Saturday, there was uh, a, a lot of firing of barrages towards our southern citizens uh, and as far as Ashkelon, even through to Bat Yam. And uh, two Palestinian workers, legal workers, uh, who were in the country on legal permits, uh, were, were hit. One was tragically killed, and a Bedouin shepherd was also injured. But uh, thanks to Egypt, we do have that ceasefire mm-hmm. in place. It has been in place since um, Saturday night. But there are quite staggering statistics that come with this uh uh, latest operation and, and I want to be clear that this wasn't a war. We are very, very careful not to use terminology like war. War refers to something very, very specific. This was a, a point, pinpoint targeted operation with a very, very clear objective. So uh, this from the IDF 1,468 rockets were fired towards Israel. Israel, in response, targeted and struck 700 terror targets. Uh, 1,139 rockets crossed into Israel. 
437 iron dome interceptions with a success rate of 96%, 290 misfired and landed in Gaza. That is one in five rockets, and unfortunately several children were killed as a result of um, rockets falling short inside the Gaza Strip. And also just a reminder, and I spoke in depth about it on um, Friday morning with Howard, please be very, very conscious of where you get your information. Please make sure it's credited. Please be very aware of WhatsApp groups. I know there's one that's very, very popular that was sharing information that was inaccurate. So uh, when in doubt, please check with credible journalists, credible sites, uh, check with the IDF, make sure the news that you consume is uh, clarified and credible. Point taken loud and clear, Erlene. Uh, indeed, let's hope that's also point taken loud and clear regarding the ceasefire. And indeed, now there's no more statistics, as you've just read out. We're wishing you all the best, very best there in the Holy Land, and peace will prevail now and to put an end to all this conflict. Rowling, let, let's move on to Ambassador Erdogan at the United Nations, calling on ambassadors not to attend the Nakba event. Take us through that. Well, this was yesterday. Our ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, sent letters to uh, all the member states urging their envoys to not uh, attend the Nakba Day ceremony hosted by the United Nations today. Now, the Nakba is the name that Palestinians give to the creation of Israel. Uh, they call it a catastrophe, and uh, the anti-Israel establishment will hold several events. Let's just remind you of historical events as they happened. When the uh, votes took place to divide what was then British Mandate Palestine into two countries, one for Arabs, one for Jews, Jews accepted, Arabs didn't think that their combined armies of five nations would defeat the Jews and drive us into the sea. That didn't happen. And um, uh, as a result, uh, Arab leaders called on their constituents to leave the land until the Jews had been uh, driven into the sea. If you recall, during his Declaration of Independence, Prime Minister Ben-Gurion appealed to Arab citizens to, to be to stay and be part of the country. Now, some 75 years later, there is this um, event which uh, Ambassador Erdogan said attending one-sided Palestinian initiatives that falsely brand Israel as the source of all evil does not bring the conflict closer to an end, but only serves to inflame uh, tensions, and he said that this is uh, the, the Nakba Day is really it's a, a blatant attempt to distort history. Now, also not mentioned are the 850,000 Jews from MENA countries, that's Middle East and North African countries, that were forcibly evicted from those countries with the establishment of the State of Israel. So, uh, you know, one would appeal to the United Nations to consider that as well. However, we've heard in the last hour or so that at least 32 countries will not be attending Nakba Day uh, commemorations today. These includes countries like uh, the United Kingdom, Ukraine, Canada, the United States, uh, Czech Republic, Italy, Greece, Peru, Guatemala, 
and, and many, many more. Uh, those who are attending say that they will significantly reduce the um, the level of representation. So it's a clear indication to to the United Nations that uh, these kind of events will not be tolerated. Indeed. Looking forward to seeing what story you'll be telling us tomorrow, Aline, regarding yeah. this. Uh, let's just see how things transpire and what direction that takes. Uh, time now for some good news, uh, feel-good news. Is King Charles headed for Israel? Well, uh, according to... The Daily Mail, he might well be. Mm -hmm. uh, the Daily Mail published an article, which of course has been picked up by all the major Israeli news sites in Hebrew and in English, that the uh, king has, well, intends to visit Kenya, and that is the uh, country, it's a Commonwealth country where his late mother found out that her father had passed away and she was uh, uh, now the queen. And it, of course, has particularly sentimental. Um, uh, symbolism to the king, but also in that article, it was stated that uh, he has expressed an interest in visiting Israel and the West Bank. Now, we have to remember that the role of the king is to be politically neutral, even though he right. is the head of state, mm -hmm. and that invitations are done at the request of the foreign office, not at the request or the pleasure of the monarch. So if he does uh, visit Israel, he will be the first um, reigning British monarch to to visit the modern state of Israel. He has visited before as the Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales, right. Uh, his son, the now Prince of Wales, mm -hmm. uh, has visited us before. Uh, and apparently our president, Isaac Herzog, was quite instrumental in lobbying for the king to visit Israel, and it would be very interesting to see how he navigates some uh, uh, potentially very, very tricky political terrain. And very quickly, just very quickly, uh, Rolene, a shout-out to Noah Carell, who's returned from Eurovision, and well done to her accomplishments there. Very quickly, Absolutely. indeed. Coming in third, however, winning fan favourite on TikTok. Right. But I do have to say she was welcomed at the airport in the most Israeli way possible by having a box of pastries <laughs> shoved okay. into her hand. Right. Uh, well, well done to but, Noah. But well done, Noah Kirin. Indeed, Rolene. Thanks so much for joining us uh, once again to just give us uh, what's happening in the Holy Land right now. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, telling us about the latest in Israel, what's transpiring regarding the ceasefire, what's happening with the Nakba event. Is King Charles going to visit? When is he headed to Israel, rather? I think he is heading. Well, he's going to head there, but when exactly? And well done to Noah Carell for her accomplishments at Eurovision. So that's what's happening there. That's what happened, rather, regarding Israel right now.